Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. Like yeah. we don't we don't do recorded everything we do especially on that show on Fox and Friends is all live, so that presents its own challenge in that you know, look I got to get the points across I want to show people about the products and the tips and the things that I like but at the same time you know I have to work in with their show and sometimes you know there has been like breaking news to where I thought I was <laughs> gonna have like instead of five or six minutes to demo with like a product and all of a sudden you know we're getting ready to go live and it's always like the producer leans over and whispers in my ear hey we got two minutes and 40 seconds for this segment so I just want to let you know like, speed it up a little bit. and I'm like yeah okay. so I'm gonna crunch that six minute segment into two and a half you know but that listen that's that's what I do and I love it it's around the house when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home there is a lot to know but we've got you covered this is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, where we talk home improvement every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. It's a double special day today. We've got it Skip Bedell, my brother from another mother here. <laughs> and it's also Caroline's birthday. So we've got Woo! a whole bunch of different things going on today. Welcome, <laughs> Skip, to Around the House, my friend. Hey, Thank thanks you. for having me, guys. Excited to be here. This is fun. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> keep your hands inside the ride. <laughs> <laughs> And poor Caroline, I, she's going to have to put up with this as well. <laughs> Help me, Tom well, Cruise. Well, you know, we got some birthday stuff going on, right? So that's oh, yeah. Good- we like to party around here, so that's the good part. And we brought in my good friend. You know, you might have caught Skip on Catch a Contractor with Adam Carolla, where they busting really bad contractors. And nowadays, nice. Skip's been sitting there on Fox and Friends. He's the leading home improvement expert over there on Fox and Friends every few weeks. And... uh Showing the wares of all the cool new tips and tricks and tools and everything else, Skip. Nice. Yeah, busy man. man. <laughs> uh, yeah, went from uh, busting bad guys, you know, on the job site to now talking about all the stuff that I love, like you guys do on this show, just talking about tools and tips and fun stuff the house. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. And, and we're always looking for new stuff to talk about. You know, what I really like, and there's this, Caroline and I have talked about this a few times. There are a lot of great people out in our industry out there talking about home improvement. But what I like about you, brother, is one, we're good friends, but two, you're the real deal. There are people out yes. there that are out there pitching the wares that mm-hmm. call themselves home improvement experts that don't mm-hmm. know which side of the hammer to use to put a nail in. Well, the good thing is that there's two sides of a hammer, and if you flip it around, you could actually use the butt end as a third side. So, I mean, one of them are going to work out right. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they don't know, they could just throw it at the wall. Something's going to happen. <laughs> 
that uh, broken yeah, clock you know, is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, I, I, um, I've been really blessed in that uh, I do what I love. And I've got, there's my dad and my grandfather, both were home builders and carpenters and, you know, built family business was a marina. So I watched these guys build wood, uh, wood boats. And, you know, it's just uh, I've been around it my whole life and I love it. So, yeah, as far as, you know, knowing, knowing my way around the job site and the tools, it's kind of like, what I do, you know, and and you're right about that. It's funny, like you see a lot of these shows and catch a contractor, which I'm happy to say, but they're almost like scripted. So some of the home improvements, you know, you wonder like how much do they really do and how much do they really know about what's with that show? You know, we did it. We did it all, you know, and, and it was a great experience. And now kind of moving forward, like you said, with the Fox stuff, man, it's like, you know, every every step on the line leads to the next one. And now I'm just talking about stuff that I love, you know, I kind of gotten to the point now to where I can share it's really my thing. I feel blessed to be able to do that every day. You know, it's not like going to work and say, you know, if you do what you love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, You know, when I was out there geez, years ago, helping you with your kitchen that one day that I was out there yeah, and watching man. you put together what it takes to put those segments together. You don't just pop on there with a handful of stuff and open up your suitcase and and go chit chat about it. There's a lot of prep work. I was I was impressed at how much work you've got it for five minutes, six minutes of TV, maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, it it is it is a lot, and that's really kind of um, one of the parts that I love about it is that you know come up with the stories that are that are relevant to what's happening around us, and, you know, relevant for a morning news show and. Um, and then, you know, work out the props and build the sets and build the props. And if we're not actually filming it on a job site, a lot of times I do them either inside their studio. So I have to mock up, you know, prop wall or, you know, a prop room or flooring or whatever it is that we're thinking about, tiling. And um, it is a lot of work, you know, storyline to uh, to filling the products that, that tell the story to like <laughs> making the set. You know, it's um, it's but it's y'all, been a right, story. Skip? Like you can do everything yeah. like. I mean, it's kind of handy yeah. that you are handy, <laughs> so you can put it all yeah, together. Yeah. Well, it, it's cool, you know, because I can, like, build the set and the props and everything the way I like, so it helps tell the story. Um, yeah, right, it's it's a lot of work. And for what you see that we do on TV for, like, three to five minutes and take, like, a month of prep, you know? You have, Caroline, you've done a lot of media stuff, so you get it, too, but I just want to give people a little bit inside look. And then all of a sudden, some stupid celebrity does something overnight, and Skip's got, okay, I'm going to do six minutes right here, and he's three minutes into it, and of course, all right, well, we got to cut break, and you're like, <laughs> okay, how do I jam three more minutes into 22 seconds? Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that's live TV. You know, it's like, yeah. we don't we do not do recorded. Everything we do, especially on that show, on Fox and Friends, is all live. So that presents its own challenge in that, you know, Look, I got to get the points across. I want to show people about the products and the tips and the things that I like. But at the same time, you know, I have to work in with their show. And sometimes, you know, there has been like breaking news to where I thought I was going to have, like you said, our five or six minutes to demo like a product. And all of a sudden, you know, we're getting ready to go live. And it's always like producer leans over to my ear. Hey, we got two minutes and 40 seconds for this segment. So I just want to let you know, like speed it up a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to crunch that two and a half. You know, but then listen. That's, that's what I do, and I love it, and um, I'm, I'm so blessed to have that over there. What did you flush the toilet on him? Skip, you just flushed the toilet on you. I flushed that. Skip six hours, and he did prepping exactly how that was going for is going down the drain because all of a nice. sudden it's like, all right. That prep is over. Now we're winging it. <laughs> yep. We're just, uh, we're shooting from the hip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's kind of like an improv show, you know? So yep. 
But, you know, to get back saying before, like when you really know the product, um, it, it, you don't really have to think about it. And I talk about the stuff that I love. So in that sense, it's kind of easy. You know, I'm just sharing the information and um, and I love it, man. I'm, I'm blessed to have that platform over there. They're great over there. It's like they're kind of taking me in as like a family member and, uh, and I just love working with them, you know? Yeah, it's fun to watch. So yeah. I got a question for you. What's your like, all right, what's your favorite home improvement gizmo gadget the latest and greatest, something that you really like right now? Oh, wow. That's a hard I mean, one. That is a hard one. I mean, there's so many products that I'm, I'm working with. You know, I do a lot of like outdoor power equipment and stuff. And the things that I use right now are like, is it we use gas on, you know, gas and everything. And I'm finding that the battery technology on these things are amazing. So it's, it's a constant, like, it's like every day something, it's the thing <laughs> from last year, almost obsolete, you know? So recently... It's funny that you asked me this question. Recently, we got delivered to our house from Ego, which is one of my big sponsors. They sent us this new battery-operated ride-on lawnmower. So nice. zero-turn mower, which is like what a you know a landscape, just like your regular you know, like ride-on tractor-looking thing. It's actually a, a pretty high-tech uh, machine, and it's all battery-powered. So it runs on six big batteries. <laughs> And the thing is amazing. It's like it's taking mowing lawn. It's like riding a go-kart. It's not even like working anymore. It's so fun. <laughs> I can't wait till the grass grows. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to defend Al. You just like it that she can go out and ride the lawnmower around the lawn yeah. for you. There, yeah, there yeah. we go. I'm getting the part two of this story. <laughs> What's really cool about it is that Allison loves it so much that she has taken over the role of mowing the lawn. She's like, oh. That's as soon awesome. as she said, now she has never ridden one of these things before, but man, she took to it like a kid in a toy store. It was unbelievable. She got on it and it was like, she just went ear to ear smile. Had, I'll show you a video, Eric. I got to send it to you guys. Caroline, okay. you won't believe it. She was like a kid, man. She took off on this mower and it was like, that was it. That was like the last time I saw her for the day. She was like was mowing everything. She I was would going like up that too. Mowing the neighbor's lawns and stuff. I'm like, where the hell is my wife? It's like, t- instead you don't have to take your sports car out. Like I'm a sports car enthusiast. So like, yeah. I would love just to take that thing out, put my head, so- just music and that. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. You really would because the zero turn, it's like, you know, you have a control on each hand. Kind of kind of like actually rotate that thing on a dime. You could spin it 360 standing still. So it's just so fun to drive. So, I mean, listen, I love all kinds of tools, but like the innovation that we're seeing now, especially with battery technology, is taking it to another level to where these tools are not only productive and efficient and they're cutting down the time that we're putting into the job tremendously, but they're also fun to use, right? It's yeah. just like, it's fun, man. It's how like, long well, does that battery turn last? Is cool. Or how long does that battery last, Skip? Like, so if well, you... Well, so they say they mow uh, up to four acres of grass. Wow. That's a lot of grass. I have yeah, seven man. acres. So I, what would I do? Have to recharge, I guess, after I was done? No, so you can have, you can have batteries on charge, you know, on a charge. You just uh, flip it out. Just, just open. It has like a trunk in the back, a little hatch. You open up, you <laughs> pop the batteries out, and you pop some new ones in. So while you're mowing the lawn, you keep a couple of others on charge, and then you... You swap them out and you could go indefinitely if you do that. You know, it's (laughs) the nice thing though is Caroline is you think about it. If you have seven acres, you probably don't have four acres of lawn, right? Because you've got your house on it. You've got your flower gardens. You've got your landscaping. It's pretty hot. It's, Four acres of lawn is a when you we actually have a figure lot. it out. It's actually like yeah. eleven altogether. So with eleven, oh, you got see? about okay. seven. Uh, <laughs> anticipating that that uh, yeah, she she already got it. She already. 
Yeah, no, no. I actually have seven acres of grass. She uh, she measured it with one of those rolling measuring uh, yeah. tools. <laughs> <laughs> you Trust do the me, math, man. It's seven point two of lawn, Eric. When exactly. you gotta have it paid to be she, mowed, she's sometimes, the brains of this yeah. operation, so that's why she's here. <laughs> well, listen, oh, that, that's God. the Z six. So I mean, I could go on that's and cool. tell you about a million different. Uh, toys that I've been working with this year and filming and stuff, but that's the one that's really kind of front of mind. It's just fun to use. And man, it is a beast. It's just, it, it's fast. It's, it's great. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, it's one thing I wanted to circle back on that we kind of glossed over a little bit, but man, I used to love you on catch a contractor because, you know, that was such an education to people out there because I still see it today. You know, I mean, social media, you can look at these, and it's and I look at it. I'm like, oh man, is Manny still out there working? Because yeah. he struck again. Yeah, you know, it really was such a great show. Um, we over a three year period, we completely rebuilt most of the homes were pretty big jobs, and uh, we had done 32 episodes, so 32 homes that we rescued in like an under. I feel really fortunate to have been part of the experience because, you know. It's making a TV show and, you know, it, it's it's fun and, and all that goes along with, with being on TV. But at the end of the day, we were helping so many people, you know, with yeah. that show. You're right, Eric. It was definitely like a, a lot of teaching moments because I've seen a professional contractor for decades. I've seen so many stories, so many homes that were exactly that case. <laughs> exactly. That were destroyed from previous I Skip for my 20 year career. I needed mental inspector, <laughs> right? So I go in and see, I get called in when people are sick, they can't live in their uh, house, when they got mold, yeah. toxicity, uh, yeah. VOCs. I mean, uh, that's what I get paid to do, right? So I need a contractor who knows how to fix that. And that's the hardest part <laughs> is relationships with people. So we can, you know, and you probably know this better than anyone. It's not just about you as an individual, it's all those relationships you form to be able to get a project done because there's so many that's that right. we need. Yeah. Well, I've often uh, compared being a contractor to kind of being like uh, to being an orchestra leader, you know, because if you mm-hmm. think about it there, you're really cre- like you create a piece of music and there's old to that orchestra, exactly. you know, you get the strings and the winds and the percussion and, and everyone has to play their part and they have to come in right on time. If they miss their part on time, you're going to be as the, <laughs> yes. as the audience, as the person who's <laughs> living in the project, you're going to be like, hey, man, you missed the beat, you know, Um so the job of a contractor is to really kind of orchestrate that whole thing and make sure everyone is there on time and does their job correctly so the next person in line can do theirs and you can finish that piece on time and on budget. And that's one of the biggest challenges. It's like I've seen so many guys that have come in that they're just in over their head. They really don't understand what it takes to manage a project of that size. And everyone wants to do the big jobs, right? Everybody wants to make more and more money. But what you have to understand is you have to have the experience. Or else and we've seen this so many times. And Caroline, if you're inspecting stuff from mold, 90% of that is probably due to someone along the line that worked in that, in that house, didn't do something properly. <laughs> and now they're getting- And that goes you know, with Newman, right? You know, I get clients that move into houses all the time. And, and not just that, but HVAC is a big thing. If the HVAC wasn't installed right, it's oversized. Now you got humidity yeah. up through the whole house. Now the house yeah. is damaged. It's a- We've seen it all. I've seen 30,000 houses, Eric knows, and it's, they're not, I'm not in there for 
Chick-ching. Eric's right on point with the effects, man. You guys on the West Coast, it's 7 a.m. and Eric's got a finger on the keys. Oh, my God. He's got my Tom Cruise. I love my Tom Cruise. He makes my Tom Cruise. Hey, uh, yeah, let's you know, jump in. Now, Caroline, listen, they're, they're building these houses, sealing them up like a Ziploc bag, right? So it's right. like you're basically no. creating your own uh, climate, your own environment inside these envelope homes. And unless you do it properly, it's a recipe for disaster. And you you wanna, know, we, we've seen so much. You want to hear something so weird? So Eric and I were talking about, weren't we talking about ERVs, Eric? So you know, we created yeah. these environments that were so tight now and the moisture can't get out, right? So now we've got to put in humidity control. We got to put in ERVs. We have to put in HRVs. And so now we've seen houses where they're putting in, they're actually expanding out the vapor barrier. So they're making a reverse balloon. They're popping it off the plywood or let's say you're an MDF or OSB. And it's actually because you're bringing in all this fresh air, which is supposed to be quote unquote a good thing. They're actually expanding that bubble. And now you're getting all kinds of moisture coming in between the between the levels of the building envelope. How messed up is that? So now we're trying to do some. Yeah, yeah you start taking that uh, house wrap that you have out there and you're actually expanding the house wrap off like the house. And now you're giving a place for moisture to come in. <laughs> yeah. And your vinyl siding looks like a banana. There you go. <laughs> oh, by the way, go. vinyl siding. I saw this and I thought of you the, the other worst. day, Skip, because I just started laughing. It was on social media. Somebody had taken this summer their white vinyl siding out in the in the Midwest someplace and decided they'd paint it black. Oh, and it man. looked like a house fire had happened next door. <laughs> it was all oh. crinkled up and oh, it was all God. laying on the ground because it had actually basically looked like there was a house fire because they had taken that vinyl siding and painted it. It got so hot. Right. Huh? Yeah. Oh what my a lot God. Of people That's don't crazy. know if you've never installed vinyl sodding as a homeowner. If you flip vinyl sodding over and you look on the back side, there's a temperature gauge on the back of that siding. And basically what that does is designed to show you how much of a gap there needs to be between your fastener tabs. So yep. you don't want that siding to be too butted tight together. So depending upon the temperature at the time of installation, yeah. you need to look at that gauge. And, you know, you don't want to gap it too tight because if you're doing the installation, let's say, in the wintertime or the fall, and then the home experiences a big temperature swing in the, in the summertime and the house expands, <laughs> it has nowhere to go. So yeah. what happens oh, now shit. is you get buckling, right? Yep. So I've seen – I've been called into probably dozens of jobs over the years to strip housing and reside them because the house looked like, uh, like a ski slope. You know, yep. on the side of the house. Yeah. Terrible. And it's just because people didn't understand really how to properly install it. Or they'll nail it tight. They'll drive the nails right home to the house. Oh, the siding no room travel, to move. travel. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just little tips that when you've been doing this a long time, you know, some guys learn the hard way and they do it one time, the wrong time, and they'll never do that <laughs> again. And, you know, and then, you know, you see some of the homeowner DIY projects are like, yeah, I'll go up to Depot. I'll buy a couple of bundles of siding. I got this. You know, <laughs> I'm not afraid to be up on a ladder. I can, I got a hammer. Yep. Like you were saying before, they're using the claw side of the hammer on the exactly. siding. <laughs> but, you know, these are things that you can just drive up the road. You don't even need to get out of your car with a tape measure or level and you say, good God, look at that house. <laughs> I mean, from across the road. Man. You can see it forever. And then they go paint it. And what's funny is, is, you know, with that stuff, I've also seen it when they've gone through and painted it because they wanted to change the color. And ironically, the whole reason anyone would ever want to buy vinyl siding is because they don't want to ever have to paint it. 
Yeah, that's the that's only that's thing like, that's good about it, right? Yeah, that's the whole point. Maintenance free, <laughs> right? It's like you want and it then, to look and feel, yeah. you know, like freshly painted wood. It ha- and most of it comes with grain now, so it really looks authentic. The yeah. whole idea is that you never have to touch it again. It's like, get on with your life. Go take a vacation. Don't spend the <laughs> summer painting your house. <laughs> and so they go out there on a 90-degree day and they paint it, and then they're mad when wintertime comes around because it's shrunk up. And so they've got this darker color with white strips on every overlap because it's strong. That's funny. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's right. I've never seen one like that. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And it's just I'm like. And, and and if these people probably knew, if they've got a 100-year-old house, they probably have beautiful cedar siding beneath it. Torn it off there. There was probably some siding salesperson that came up and knocked on the door 20 years ago that, you need to paint your house, but I could put siding on deeper than painting your house. And oh, they man. went, where do I write my check? You hit the nail right on the head, Eric. You know, a lot of times you'll go through neighborhoods. Someone came through there around the <laughs> same time, right? And so it's like, you know, back in the day, like in the 70s, I had aluminum siding. And it's like, you can almost see... It's like looking at a timetable because the houses, you know, go through this transition and it's really unbelievable, man. It's, you know, <laughs> you when, can when you see yeah. <laughs> that somebody came through there and worked the whole block. Right? Yeah. You're like, man, Phil was a hell of a salesman. Cause man, in yeah. 1992, he closed a lot of deals on this block. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're you know how many times I've been in houses to where like back in the eighties, right? So back in the eighties, drywalling over everything, sheet robbery, <laughs> windows and doors, yeah. no more case moldings. It's going to be like modern looking. They're taking a colonial, center hall colonial, house and they're turning it into like a Miami Vice house from a glass block and you know, oh <laughs> cheap rock return super ultra modern you know, high gloss tile yeah. oh my god it's, and, and so we rip this stuff off like a fireplace, right? It's sheetrock over the fireplace. You rip it off, and there's this beautiful stone fireplace. And I'm like, dude, what were you thinking? Yeah, there's built ins back there that you had no idea were in there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You yep. find you you find the pocket doors that have been missing to to cruise over the top of those. Yeah, yeah, but you know, hey, it's job security, right? For us, I mean, you know. it is. Oh my god, it, it is. is. We'll never be unemployed. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, how crazy no. is that? That's true, and and that's that's the funny thing about Catch a Contractor, right? It's like it didn't really matter when it came along. That show would have been relevant fifty years ago. It'll be relevant probably fifty years from now because as long as there are people doing work for other people and paying money for it, they're gonna it's gonna figure out how to screw you or you know do something for less money and make a bigger profit. But in the end, you always get what you pay for, you know. And that's really oh, yeah. what we tried to show people with that show was like in those teaching moments, you know, there were certain things that we saw the homes that we rebuilt you could almost yeah. go down a checklist and see that most of them were dealing with unlicensed contractors and if they were licensed they really didn't have any experience most of them didn't get any referrals especially for the type of work they were looking for or if they did get referrals they didn't look into them they didn't bother calling any of them yeah. right and most of these guys really were in way over the head. They didn't even offer a contract to the homeowners. And that's like the number one thing. It's right in the name. It's a contractor. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so let me get this straight. On day one, I'd walk in. I'm like, what was $50,000? And you gave him $50,000. Right? <laughs> so, all right, that was your first mistake. Do you have a contract? Well, not really. What do you mean? Not really. Well, he wrote out like he did give us a description of kind of what he was going to do. But I'm like, was it a contract? No. 
Okay. So we go through those teaching moments, you know, by law in every state meet the requirements to, to maintain your license. You know, you have to yeah. take at least a minimum licensing exam. And people think like if you're a licensed contractor, and here's the misconception, the big mistake will think contractor is a license that he knows what he's doing. Oh. So most of them didn't even have a license. But even when they get their license, it doesn't mean that they had to take a practical exam like you may have to for as an electrician mm-hmm. or a plumber or an, or an HVAC. Like mold remediation, yeah, exactly. right? So yes, I sit on the board and people wonder why we try to push all this credentialing. And there's a reason. We want you to at least yeah. have some sort of training, a four-day course or whatever, because we see yes. it with water restoration all the time. They come in in disasters and these people don't know what they're doing at all. And they take advantage of all these people in the floods. This is where there's hurricanes and, and they absolutely just make mayhem in these houses. It's horrible. Yeah, well, they come in with a, with a wet vac and a dehumidifier oh and they say God. they're a you know, moisture remediation expert. Well, it's like across across the river from me where I was at the KISS concert last night in Washington State. Oh, poor baby. They Wait a minute. Man. I need, no, to, no, I need to hear that. Where's our music, please? I have you to hear You want the music on that baby. one? Okay, yes. okay. Oh, you want the music? Oh. Let me get this while I'm talking about this. I was at the KISS concert. This concert last night. Can <laughs> 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 I have the background music for this? So, <laughs> The thing with Washington State, they have a real problem up there. And because I can walk up to Washington, if I wanted to be a contractor tomorrow and I didn't know how to use a hammer, I can walk up there, pay for my licensing fees, get my bond, my insurance, and I'm a licensed contractor. There's no tests. There's no continuing education. There's nothing. And at least in my state, Every two years, you have to have, I think it's like 16 hours of continuing education. You've got to get into that stuff. There's there's actually a very active, um, you know, our construction contractor board is very active. They've got people sitting on Facebook. They've got people sitting on Nextdoor that are sitting there legitimately trolling out, finding bad contractors. Right. That's good. Washington's well, a free-for-all. In most states, um, there is a test, and like here – in New York state, like in the city, it's run by the city of New York, um, which is a disaster in itself in its own right. Uh, but a lot of the rest of the state is through individual County. So you're going oh, wow. through like, uh, the department of consumer affairs or contractor licensing board, and you will have to take an exam. And there is uh, a kind of a minimum curriculum that you can get for that. But the, the questions on the exam really comprise of mostly legal questions. So getting back to what I was saying before, it's right in the name, right? You're a contractor. The one essential thing that you're required <laughs> to do to maintain your license is you have to give people a properly written contract. And within that contract requirements, there are elements that have to, right? You have a stop and a, a start and a stop date or estimated projected date you're going to start and complete it. You have a payment schedule. Is it critical? We saw this so many times to catch a contractor. They just gave him a price, but there was no payment schedule. You know, the, most contractors require that you break it down a deposit, which in some states they regulate how much you can take up front. Uh, in some states, they don't, sadly, and that's where you get guys taking advantage. And then that payment is break it, broken out over the progress of the work. So in a payment schedule, it'll say, well, from demolition to phase one, you're going to pay 20% of the contract. And upon completion of that phase, then we're going to start phase two. You'll pay another percentage. And upon completion of every one of those phases was when you make a payment, not when the contractor asked you for it. So 
that's really, really important. And there's so many other elements that have to be put in that contract. But people that made these mistakes, they didn't even have a contract. And yeah. most times they didn't even have a proper contract. So you can't expect to be able to anywhere and litigate if you don't have a proper contract. That was one of the things that we really tried to educate people about. If you're going to deal with a contractor, number one, make sure they have a license. Good God, please get at least deal with only licensed contractors. At least then there's a pretty good chance they're going to offer you a contract. And when you do get a contract, here's a list of things. You can go on my website. You can even go on your state, county uh, contractor's um, website. You can look up to see if they're actually valid, if their license is valid. That's the other thing you want to do. Make sure they don't mention revocation. And then you can also what the elements of the contract are. They have to, by law, put certain things in that contract. And that's for your protection as the homeowner. You know, it's also for our protection as well. I mean, as a contractor, if you don't have a contract, when it comes time for changes on the contract, any modifications, which we all know, every job (laughs) has changes as you go down the road, right? (laughs) You know, you find the... Caroline, you know, you open up a wall, you find mold. What do you do? Oh, you can't yeah, just exactly. open it up again. You have to stop. You have to remediate and the job changes. It's going to cost more money. So those change orders that go into a contract have to be official. They have to be signed. They have to be dated. But these are all things that if done properly, it, you really mitigate the chance of having a problem between the homeowner and the contractor. If you follow these simple steps, it kind of like it's a roadmap for success. The problem is, is that, you know, it just doesn't happen. And that's where people get in trouble. I want to ask you a question, Skip. So I don't know much about this, but I've heard about it from other contractors and remediators. There's supposed to be some amazing software out there now that helps a contractor develop like a whole protocol when they're out there. Have you heard about this? So like it's on your tablet, you go out and it literally puts the contract together for you. And it, it like, you know, you can put like quarter of a time for whatever you're doing, like demo. It was very cool. So I don't, yeah. you know, I'm saying this as a layman, but I was wondering if either one of you have heard about it. Um, there are a couple of products out there. Me, quite frankly, I don't do, I, I go and estimate jobs and I break it out and I give them a written estimate, kind of break it out like a, like a Chinese menu, if you will. Um, that have, <laughs> I like <laughs> Chinese. Chinese is good. Yeah, we yeah. Right, who doesn't oh, what I'm having for dinner tonight. Egg I'm bachelor young? tonight. I'm going for Chinese yeah, food. Man. Thanks, Skip. Some young guy? I don't um, know. That's a whole different kind of menu. <laughs> That wow. menu, uh, yeah, you know, I break it out. I really do. I, I like to break it out for people so they can see what they're paying for. And a lot of contractors don't like to do that. They just give one overall price. And that's another thing that you should really be looking for is because if a contractor knows what he's doing, he's not going to be afraid to break out those numbers for you. Because what what the guys that don't know what they're doing, they're afraid that the homeowner is going to say, oh, you know what? Just take that, do the demolition. Take out, you know what? Take out the electrical. I, I'm going to do that myself. And First of all, I don't, I don't allow that to happen. I mean, if I'm, if yeah. I'm running the job where, you know, I have a network of people that I've worked with for 20 years and at the end of the day, the responsibility falls on me. So I'm only going to use network. So, uh, but I do that, I do that manually, but I know there's some great software out there. I'm not familiar with it myself because I just don't use it. But from what I'm here, you know, they, they really automate the whole process, right? It's almost like you plug and play, like you fill in the yeah. data. Yeah. Buddy Ty, who's a really good friend of mine, uh, he, he and I used to play in bands and Seattle together. He is probably, and, and Ty, if you're listening, I love you, brother. He is probably my most untechy guy that, yeah. I, that I know. It's the, I'm explaining him how to send me something on his phone kind of guy, you know, and, yeah. and heck of a guitar player, but that, that's the way he is. And he, uh, he took on, he was down at the uh, kitchen of bath industry show, found one of those 
And he's like, this saved me so much time on paperwork. Because oh, yeah. he'd be yeah, back there at home up. with the calculator at 11 o'clock at night, putting, to be, putting together estimates. And he's like, I got my evenings back. Yeah. And he yeah. Well, a contract. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's the downside of how I do it is it manually takes a lot of time. So it definitely is a huge time saver. And time is money. Um, I just feel like I have a little more control over it when I do it manually. I guess I'm kind of old school. And I am one of those guys, Eric, I can build you anything, but I have a hard time like navigating the apps on my phone. So yeah. I give it to Allie's right Allison around the corner. She is yeah. the tech help yeah. right there. So. <laughs> we see our hands. Download this for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Listen, they each his own, but technology is definitely, uh, you know, it, it does make the job a lot easier. I have strongly considered looking into that. And right now, you know, honestly, um, I have great people on my team that work with me now. And my time really has kind of shifted. You know, it yeah. used to be years ago that I spent the bulk of my time doing breaking out estimates like that. And um, now I'm doing a, most of my time is in production for these pieces that I'm doing on TV. And, and I got to say, I, I, I'm happy about it. I'd much rather figure out how to build a set. Skip, I mean, it's a great example. Your kitchen was one of my last kitchens I designed, really, out of the last yeah, probably man. four or five. Just hey, you did some job stuff. on that. That was a really fun project working on with you. You know, we really maximized the space on that thing. And, you know, I was, I was one of those people that, came and I said, listen, man, different. Nothing in this kitchen could look like it's off the shelf. Every inch of this place has got to be custom. And that's what we did. And it was kind of cool that you were able to help out and facilitate that. Cause you, you know, most people <laughs> would have looked at me and like, dude, you're crazy. You know, like, like, and what's cool but, is yeah. we did that whole thing remotely. You know, I, I didn't walk into your kitchen and go, yeah. all right, let's do this, this, and this Four sketches, a couple face time live kind of things and yep. all right let's go and man we had a blast and then coming out and putting it together with you for that day was at least Eric, making some sawdust was a lot of fun let's talk about yeah. that for a minute because yeah. it was the same thing like so covid we i actually ended up doing a what i would call a healthy home build in australia because of covid so i got contracted oh, and we did the whole thing from zoom and so what i'm thinking now is that you know for the audience they can really look at Someone's going to help Sultan, the contractor, builder, um, whoever you're going to hire. You can hire the best now because of Zoom. Like we can look. I found more problems that nobody in Australia in this home could find. Just one once over because, you know, you've been doing it. It's like you, Skip. If you look at a job, you can you just eyeball it and you know what's wrong, right? So maybe yep. this is yep. an opportunity because of COVID for people to be able to work with people across the country that they normally can't get their hands on to take a look at yeah. their house. Yeah. Well, I mean, technology is really amazing. Now what we're finding is that even people who aren't using zoom, they're just doing like a FaceTime video. Yeah. It's really kind of enabled us to, to do exactly what you're saying. You know, you can have a homeowner walk around the house with that phone and exactly. you, know, you can put and you your see everything. so much of it without actually physically having to go there. We use some technology like that. It's, it's a little bit different, but satellite uh, cameras. Now there are, programs out there to where you can satellite estimate uh, 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 the exterior of a home for just about anything for siding, uh, cool. you know, paper patios, swimming pools. They're all satellite images that you can kind of 360 that house. And a lot of friends now that are contractors that are utilize, utilizing that technology to where they're not even going out anymore. Like I believe mine's a huge roofing contractor here in New oh, York. It's perfect for them. He, he hasn't That's been on awesome. a ladder in years. Yeah, he had to estimate a home in person in the longest time because everything is done from aerial See, view. See, now, Skip, oh what God, we can amazing. do with your kitchen, for instance, now with technology is I could design it out 
I could email you over a file and you could throw on a uh, set of VR glasses and you could literally be sitting inside your own <laughs> living room and standing what? in the middle of your kitchen looking around in VR glasses and be able to see it in 3D and be in the space. Wow. That's amazing. I would, I would really like to see. That sounds incredible. So you could actually walk around and look at the room now uh, like a before and after type of look. You know, yep. when you do those um, those computer illustrations, sure. we put the kitchen into the computer and then you figure out the footprint and all the cabinet layouts and then you shoot that 3D re rendering or I guess it's really kind of 2D yeah, kind of an isometric paper. drawing, yeah. Uh, you, you're looking at that kind of finished rendering of what it's going to look like. You know, imagine you're doing it, but I'm thinking like imagine being able to walk through that space and see it. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, that technology's out there now. I mean, I've got a set of VR glasses here that I've uh, done some seminars with and teaching, but yeah, that's been out for a Oh, about three years now, and it's starting to become normal where, you know, a lot of people have VR glasses. The kids are playing their VR games. Yes. They can run down, snag the VR glasses from the kids and, and literally email across the country or the world a file, and they can open it up, and now they're spinning around the kitchen going, oh, you're right, that island is too big for the space. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can totally see it. It's amazing. Hey, wow. cool. Can we play uh, Wheel of Projects with Skip? Yes, but we've got to do something first before this. i got to play a song for you because today oh, is no. Caroline's birthday. <laughs> before we get on yeah, Wheel of Projects. Yeah, oh happy birthday, Caroline. I've got one of my favorite bands here, a song that they have. Um, I can't use the whole title of the lyrics. Well, it's no. got that little no. stamp on the album, but we'll just go with this here. It's I'm going to play stamp. this for you. Uh, explicit lyrics. <laughs> That's them. <laughs> this is for you, Caroline. <laughs> this is your time. This is your day. You've waited and wondered. You've pondered and planned. Where will you stay? What would they say? How will you get there? Where will you go? What will they give you? How many friends will show? Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now, Skip, nice. should we play the rest of the second verse? Well, it's happy birthday. Here's to uh, you. And we'll, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll do we use after the M. Here we go. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what self-respect an adult makes a big deal of their birthday. <laughs> <No>. It's time <laughs> to simmer down and stop acting like you're 10. We're like kind of brother and sister here, so I gotta throw a little shade on there. I love that. You're one of <laughs> two million other people born today. Heather Locklear has my birthday. But you're a big deal. Me and, <laughs> me and Heather Locklear, we're, you know. There you go. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday, Caroline. Thank birthday, you, dear. Caroline. I have to live it up. This is my last year before 50, so it's the 49, so that's gotta like, Oh, you, you know. youngin'. You youngin'. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's <laughs> to the group. Oh, uh, to be oh. 49 again. Yeah, you exactly. Guys, I'm like, you don't, you guys all look like Jason Moma muscles. Like, you don't know. I mean, I'm looking at these guys. They don't look anything. They don't look a day over, I don't know, 25. 
Uh, you know, we're lucky. That's the nice uh, thing being a guy you. is James Bond is in his 50s. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Thank God the women dig salt and pepper, right? So. <laughs> wow. I don't know. It's a little bit more salt than pepper, but. <laughs> but, uh, but here's the, here's where we play that. That's the problem, though. And that's the, the dichotomy of the whole situation is that guys tend to be that salt and pepper look or like the, the in thing. But we're not there, so it's like, can't we have like crossed those on the chart a little bit earlier? So you know, if if they were, if that salt and yeah, pepper right. look was when we were in our twenties, game yeah. on. Yeah. Game on. <laughs> well, I think there's actually uh, there's there's like some hair products out there that are actually allow you to do that. <laughs> you see some of these. Uh, I don't know. Some people naturally go gray really early. Just for men. Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, I, I started gray probably like in my, I don't know, early 40s, I got to say, like late 30s, you know, early, That's right? Early, you're old. No, when? No, like when? mid 40s. Mid 40s? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but I got some music for know. this, Kev. Like that's your sexy, porn, yeah, that's your sexy, exactly. It's your sexy man. I'm waiting for Ron Jeremy to pop onto the screen now. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's in jail. He just went yeah, in the gutter. Right. Oh, my God. Let's play Wheel of Projects. That just went in the gutter. <laughs> Ladies, help me. Help, help me. What is going on? This is supposed to be a morning show, you guys. It's a family show. What's going on? Man. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Don't not put Tom Cruise in there. He just put Tom Cruise. Oh, in my love. I don't know. I don't know how you do it with this guy, Caroline. You're mixing <laughs> seventy porn music with Scientology. What are you doing? <laughs> the bus has gone rogue. He's gone rogue. Wheel him in, Skip. He's rogue. Then we, then we, wow. <laughs> I can't reel Skip in. Skip can't reel me in. There's the yes, there's a truth there. Skip can reel yeah, you no, in. I know he can. Yeah, we're a good match like that. Um, <laughs> Eric's still on like the Kiss uh, pyrotechnics high from last night. He still has the adrenaline rush from like the fireworks going off under his seat. <laughs> Stop it! Someone take the keyboard away. <laughs> like, the rotocaster, uh, pull it away from his hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're playing Wheel of Projects. It's my birthday. Yeah, there we go. Allie's the one that ends up uh, wrangling Skip and I sometimes, and yeah, that, that she's the one that's the the the. <laughs> look at that thumb I'm coming up over there. Where is she? I want to see her. Wait, let me see her. Come on, come on. It's a morning shift. I think she looks beautiful. I know she's gonna say she. I know she. Look at her. Look at her. She is. Come on now. Non-judgment zone over here. All right, so stay on because we're gonna we're gonna play Wheel of Projects, okay? And so how this Okay, works Wheel of Projects, is, here we go. And it's my birthday, so we get to play. So we're gonna okay, start okay. a wheel. On the wheel, there's all these lovely categories pertaining to a house. So you have to, if it lands on it, you gotta either tell a story, talk about maybe a product, a technology pertaining to that house. But there's two categories on here that are dangerous. One, it's pay the co-host. That means, Skip, <laughs> you land on it, you must bribe us. We accept money. We accept Cocktails. alcohol. We accept, <laughs> oh, and, you know, any other kind of technology. We didn't tell them tools. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and the okay. other category is truth or dare, and that can get ugly. 
Okay. So you ready? Here we go. Ready? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Oh, living room. You're safe. Oh, we got to talk about living rooms. Living room story. (laughs) Something to do with living rooms. So like a remodeling story. Like, did you have a catch a contractor one where the living room was just destroyed? Oh, the guy. Oh, I know. The one where the um, where the contractors had to go underneath. They were, like, keeping their stuff underneath, and there was a bucket. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was a yeah, uh, You know, I, I, I think mentally I made an effort to kind of, like, blank that out of my mind. You know, that she, she just brought back. Like, <laughs> all right. So there was an episode on Catch a Contract. I mean, I have lots of living room stories, even just personal construction jobs as a contractor. But I, one that she's talking about was there was an episode where this couple – had this young contractor, really very inexperienced, come into his house and they were doing a job outside, uh, like a stucco job. He had no business doing stucco. I mean, the, the guy, oh, no. the stucco looked like it was put on with a flip-flop. It was, it was terrible. Um, when we got there, we had to rip it all out. And this was, I don't know if you recall seeing this episode, Eric or Caroline, but this guy, when we actually got him on the job for the first day, we started working with him and taking apart all his bad work. We held up uh, a screw gun, a grinder, and we held up <laughs> different types of screws. Um, and he couldn't name any one of them properly by its name. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man. I'm like, you can't even tell me what this tool is, let alone, uh, clearly you can't use it because we're looking at your work right here. Yeah. Anyway, get to the living room part. So this particular house had a very odd addition to it. I don't know if it had something to do with maybe like a bomb shelter or something. We did come across some houses out there in California that had like uh, like a bomb shelter type of setup underneath the house, like a trap door that went down into like a concrete. Because most houses out there that we work with don't have basements. Like where we are here on the East Coast, Caroline, we have a lot of basements. Right. And in California, they they don't, you know, for built on slab. So this house has this underneath part of it has a trap door in the living room, right in the middle of the living room. So you carry a rug and here's like this wooden door that was like sectioned into the wood flooring. And it has like a little piece of hardware, like a little finger ring. And you lift up this big door that was probably about, I don't know, four feet uh, long by about three feet wide. And here's like this staircase that goes downstairs, like this little crawl space area. I'm jealous. I want that. No, yeah. that sounds oh, no. creepy. That reminds it me of that movie, great. Lovely Bones. Yeah, so cool, right? Yeah, like, I'm like, what? man, that's a man cave oh, yeah. card room down in the basement, you know? When the homeowner first no. popped the hatch open, I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Yeah. I'm like, I want, I need one of these things. I can think of a lot of things I could put down there that yeah. I don't want people to find. Yeah. <laughs> most, oh of, my God. most go along with ammunition. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> so it opens up the store and I walk down there and here's this Home Depot bucket, this bright orange bucket oh, no. on the floor and yeah yeah use your imagination what was in that bucket yes the workers were using this guy's oh. under house storage space as their own personal toilet <laughs> they were going down there and there was a roll of toilet paper on the floor down there and they were going down there and sitting on the bucket oh. and doing their business and then shutting the hatch, and they left the bucket full. Oh, it went up to like you know, go uh, in the that bucket. Smell? Oh, yes. And then even after they repaired the house, and the whole episode was over, and everything was happy, happy, the poor homeowner, despite having the crap in his basement, 
they also redid the guy's front lawn with special socks. Oh my god! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh, I totally forgot this part. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. I don't. This is another thing that I kind of have mentally blocked out. I don't remember <laughs> the name of the product because I don't want to. But this particular sod that was delivered to the house mm-hmm. was fertilized. They they were using uh, human ma- poop material oh, from yeah. water, from waste treatment plants <laughs> from from waste from sewage waste treatment plants to sod farms. That's the new green they, stuff. Yeah, actually smelled like. Oh. Yeah, it actually, it, I mean, it actually was like you just walked in on someone in the bathroom. Okay, so imagine this poor guy who had to deal with this job site of people taking a crap in a bucket yeah. in a basement. So they go away for a week. They're on vacation. They come home and they find a basement full of crap. So that's when he threw the guy off the job. Obviously, you know, that's when we come in. So oh. now... <laughs> now the producers on the show, the produ- and I think it was just kind of like it would maybe I don't know maybe it now because it, it was economical. No, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it is it is one of the new know, green man. trends. I would rather pay the extra money to like have it fertilized with something else. But economical. so sure enough, they come with the sod truck and they deliver the sod and they're rolling the sod out on the we guys from like, What is that smell? We it was it was horrific. It was oh. like nothing you've ever smelled. Welcome I mean, to the West Coast. Listen, yeah. seriously, there were actually I, there were actually like it was it was like an invasion of the flies. The whole floor oh. was covered in flies, oh, and I'm like, I I don't even know what to say. I'm like, what, what do you even say to that? <laughs> so when we asked the people who uh, who uh, delivered the sod, we were like. What is that smell? He proudly explained to us, well, you know, in efforts of repurposing waste and we're being <laughs> green and, you know, we're saving the planet. And, you know, and I'm like, listen, man, there are a lot of ways to save the planet. And this is not, <laughs> this is not one of them. We, ha- we have something in Portland here, which is almost uh. smells as bad, is that people go up to the zoo every couple, every few months, they give away all the waste out of the big zoo. So it's yeah. got the elephant and the giraffe <laughs> and all that stuff. And then you can get a pickup truck full of that. So you can mix it Gross. in and fertilize your lawn with. Right. Oh my God. Well, that level you know, of stink is not awesome. Listen, man, we've all been to farms and stuff like that where, you know, like manure, especially cow manure is kind of like a regular part. Nothing smells right. like human crap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yep. it is not the same. It's yeah. not the same. And when you smell that and your nose identifies exactly where that crap came from, <laughs> it, it, something uh. something clicks in your brain. And yeah. it's like, you're like, Oh, exactly. oh my god, I start gagging. So imagine imagine these poor people, right, that came home from vacation for a week and they find a oh. bucket full of crap in their basement. And then we send them away on the show for a week because we're going to remodel their whole home and restuckle the whole outside of their house. And just as a bonus, a consolation prize, we're going to redo their front lawn for them. They don't even know they're getting this because their front lawn was just like literally like dirt. Their front lawn was yeah. really bad. It, it was like dirt. So we're oh like, you know what? We had a landscaper come in. We're going to plant some beautiful uh, plantings and, you know, um, things that were like kind of like a drought tolerant. <laughs> and then we're going to resod their lawn. And it's going to be like a magazine, man. They're going to pull up. It's going to be a beautiful front entrance. And they wouldn't even expect it. They're going to freak out. The reveal is going to be crazy. 
So sure enough, they pull up and they do, they freak out. They're like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then they walk up the driveway and they get like within sniff range. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so smell vision. see the look on their face from excitement go to like, what in the actual F is going on <laughs> in my house? <laughs> it was a look like, like all like 30 members of our crew while we were stalling it and filming it had the same it thing. Like April Fool's Day. Uh, yeah, it was like, <laughs> I, I, I had so many points i'm like this is a bad idea for so many reasons but I'm like are we actually doing this, this are we, we actually, actually installing this and yeah it was you know in the effort to remain green yep. and you know <laughs> the good news is is people walking the dogs are going to be walking along the sidewalk the dog's going to come over and go oh i ain't going anywhere near that and they're going to go yeah. down and, and Yo, make a listen, mess on the neighbor's hey, lawn listen, if you're trying to get rid of like, oh, like <laughs> anybody coming up knocking on your door listening I yep. promise you, they'll get one step up the walkway and turn around and leave. <laughs> Eric, you need you that don't for have that to leave guy. A no sign right there. <laughs> oh yeah, Eric I had a, I had a, uh, a pest control guy. I had to call the police on a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes. So, oh wow. Yeah. So I mean, I've got a nice, I've got a long driveway. I've got a very obvious no soliciting sign. Of course, the dogs start no. going crazy. And I'm looking on my camera and he's ringing the doorbell and knocking and ringing the doorbell and knocking. I'm like, okay, what's this dude want? So I stick my head out and I'm like, and he starts going, Hey, my guys are in the neighborhood here. And we yeah. do this deal. <laughs> We're just talking about that. And I come over and I, the signs right there. One of the signs is right there. And I knock on it. And I go, ha, still there. Loops going. And then here's the time that I, about the time I wanted to punch him in the neck was when he's sitting there and, he, and he's trying to get my dogs who are behind me in the door. He's motioning him and trying to come out. Oh no! And I'm like, dude, come you gotta on, go. Dude. You gotta go. You're trespassing. Right? Yeah. Keeps going the pitch. He keeps yeah. doing the pitch. He keeps going. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta go. And finally, in luckily in my neighborhood, you have to license yourself to be a solicitor. So you gotta go down to the city hall. You gotta get a permit. I go, are you permitted? And he goes, keeps going. So I finally ended up calling the police. And man, they were here in like two minutes, and they got him four doors down. But oh, wow. uh, I mean, I'm wow. like, dude, chill out. I think he was being <laughs> recorded and was getting paid for each time he got the full pitch out. Oh man, I would. You know what? I wouldn't doubt it because with that, a lot of those pitch guys are all about volume. And there's some companies out there that I know, in particular, here on the East Coast. I don't know if they're nationwide, but they're so aggressive. I wouldn't be surprised if they're nationwide. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme, but they ha they actually unload like vans full of people into a neighborhood, and they yeah. walk around with their you know their polo collar shirts and their clipboard. That's what this was. And, and they're like, hey, you know, we're doing work with the neighbors. Yeah, like, we're, oh, I'm booked over we're doing work in the neighbor's house, and that's the opening yeah. line. That's when you yep. know, right? Yep. So funny story with that, not to get off the living room topic, but I was out working on my own job site one day and one of these people come to our house and they get <laughs> Allison at the front door. Now there are all kinds of trucks in my driveway that are lettered with my company name. One of my work trailers in the driveway it says home construction. So the guy comes to the door and Allie's like, you know, Al, I'll be right there. Let me just kept going. Kept right? going, you know. Let me, let me do this. Well, maybe he doesn't specialize in this. And she's like, what part of my husband's a contractor didn't you just hear? Like, like, we don't need anything. Thank you very much. And it, no. it finally got to the point to where the only way she can get him off the porch is she actually took his business card. I made an appointment. Yeah, she. Ah. she, she yeah, and then, and then, and then called and then up. Promptly canceled. And then it. called up and canceled it. 
Yeah. But to get him to leave, I had to make an appointment. Yeah. What you should have done, Skip, is had the appointment, had him come over and gotten some friends with cameras and pretend it was a catch a contract. Oh, that's great. I should have done that. And then throw that up on social media and go, don't solicit my house and not leave because I'm going to put you on. Yeah. You could just walk out and go, dude, what's going on? That would have been great. I know. You know, it's this past couple of years, it's like, you know, I've been doing a bunch of projects at my house. And one of the projects I did uh, go was the whole front entrance to my home. And we redid the whole driveway. Um, I took out a bunch of big, like, uh, overgrown trees. And we made this long driveway, which all started when we bought Marge, our, you know, our motorhome. I don't so recognize I your house, by the way. I mean, it's amazing. So, yeah. So we did a beautiful entrance and driveway and I put gates. at the, And the best part of that whole thing was the gates. Because now I can shut the gates, as, even like on the weekend, like on a, you know on a Sunday. And yeah. That's when they love to get you. They come around at like ten o'clock on a Sunday morning, and I'm like, dude, yep. I'm having my coffee, man. I don't mm. right now. And they just come up and knock on the door. I'm like, you didn't you see the sign? So now with the gates, it's like they physically would have to like climb over like a, a giant <laughs> barrier. It has cut it down a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's definitely helped, but you got to have signs out there. You know, you got to not only for the of like the nuisance of being solicited. But also from a liability standpoint, you know, these people come onto your property and, you know, how many slip and falls are out there, right? You know, they twist an ankle or something. Next thing you know, you're getting sued. So bad. Hey, we're starting to run out of time. I wanted to talk about one of your friends and one of my friends before we go about King Water Filters real quick, because you've put that in your house and I got to put it in mine. But uh, Caroline's a big, you know water filtration we person test, so i wanted to talk about those everything. guys real quick and at least give those guys a shout absolutely out. yeah king water filtration unbelievable product that they make a whole house water filtration system and what really makes it different from others is that it's maintenance free so there's no filter to change there's no media to ever change in it in fact it's a sealed tank you can't open it even if you wanted to so it's a hundred percent maintenance free and it filters out everything in your water all the contaminants all the bad chemicals things like chlorine and no matter where you live there's something bad in your water and depending upon where you live some of those things are really bad like heavy metals and as you know you see it in the news all the time and no matter where you live every municipality in the country uses chlorine to clean the water to kill bacteria and living organisms and while it's really effective cleaning those things it's also harmful to our bodies if you look at i mean just google like the effects of chlorine in large doses to the human body i want to add something with the chlorine aspect so when chlorine breaks down, so actually, believe it or not, chlorine in itself isn't what we worry about. It's what's called chlorination byproduct. So when they did a report yes. to the president of the United States in 2009, they put all the people on cancer research and said, what causes cancer? And one of the biggest concerns they had was this chlorination byproduct. So as your chlorine makes its way down the line, it hits all these funky biologicals that end up in, you know, it could be heavy metals, it could be, you know, any kind of debris in the water. And so you get this breakdown of chlorination byproducts. So they're trihaliomethanes um, and haleocytic acids, okay? Those are the carcinogens. And so when you test water, if you're a good water tester, which I claim to be. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes. So when you have the best- environmental consultant or healthy home expert. You'll be testing for chlorination (laughs) byproduct. And that's the right way to do it. And so depending, now not everybody has it, to be fair. All depends on how close you are to the line, how much debris you have, but you need filtration, especially, you know, if you do have it. So this is great. And why is the filter not change? Like, why don't you have to 
replace your medium often or what are they using? What type of technology, if you know? Yeah. So the internal mechanisms of that, they have like an ionization process that goes on inside that water that basically binds all those particles to the unit that's inside of this. And then the unit cleans itself out. So depending upon, it's it's all kind of computerized and depending upon how much flow goes through the water, it is when to clean itself. So it a pool filter mm-hmm. yeah. and it wash out all that internal media and it has these electronic elements that go down inside of it that create this ionization process. So it swirls the water up through kind of like a cyclonic motion through the media inside of it and it's also treating it with this ionization. So by the time the water comes out, all of those particles, contaminants, chlorine, everything that's in the water gets bound to the media and then you'll wash it out. But the good part about this filter that I really like about it, unlike a water softener, which uh, mm-hmm. leaves, it leaves magnesium, magnesium, it leaves the things in there that, that your body needs. To where yeah. a lot of these other products, they strip everything. It leaves the water kind of like a dead water. So right. this is really R-O's. effective. In- like a reverse yes, osmosis exactly. take thing out. And also just Including to touch on the, the taste. softener. Yeah, it tastes every, takes everything out. But the softeners are particularly bad because when you soften water, think about it, people, you soften everything that that water comes in contact with, your pipes. So now you start to leach out um, a lead if you have an older you know, system. Um, so that becomes really problematic. I don't like softeners. I never did for many reasons. And most of the time you so, don't need them. So the softeners, they run on salt as well. So it's a constant up. You, know, you have to continue to add uh, salt to it. And let's face it, the salt eats away at everything. It kills your appliances. Exactly. It kills everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. get you get a lot of problems with appliances and your pipes. And also you have a higher sodium content in your water. You know, so for people that are sodium conscious, it's also a problem. You get that, that residue in the water as well. So, and if you've ever taken a shower or wash softened water, it feels like kind of slimy. Slimy. And you can't get your soap off. It's nasty. terrible. Yes. So nasty. You know, in some parts of the country, a water softener, is, well, you have to have it because the water is so hard and there's so many things in the water that are that are destroying the appliances. And it's, it's good to have the softener, but the, the bike of it is not good. So this machine with one of the only ones out there, especially within this price point that does the job of the softener, it takes all those products out of the water that are damaging your appliances, but without using any salt. So you never have to add anything to it. And that's a big thing too. You're not going and getting these like 50 oh, pounds of, of salt. Dude, I hated yeah. that. I mean, you're like, okay, I'm going to the home center or the warehouse store. And then I got to carry it out, load the cart up, get it out, load yeah. the car truck up. And then, that water softener is never in an easy spot. So it's like, all right, I got to haul that down the stairs to the basement. And yeah, you want to hear something. Many people don't realize that the softener is not filtering out the contaminants like the filtration system does. So a lot of them have to have a secondary system that also filters. It either has, you know, filters that have to be changed. So there's always a lot of maintenance with those Mm -hmm. systems. And they're expensive. Yeah, they have an RO system attached to it. So this is like a one-time deal. You set it, forget it, and you're done. And it's very high quality, very good warranty. Most of the products come with a 20-year warranty. Uh, so some of them are lifetime. Uh, so it's really, it's really the innovation that goes into this is amazing. It's maintenance free. And that's what I love about it. And the water throughout my house, every faucet in my house is better than bottled quality water. 
So my body now is not absorbing any of those chemicals. And what a lot of people don't realize, and this is really where this thing is big, it filters all the water in your house. And that's important because a lot of the contaminants that we take into our body, we take in through our skin and we absorb it. And while we're in the shower and we're taking a hot, steamy shower, we absorb the vapors and we inhale the vapors into our lungs. So now imagine- The contaminants in that water is now vaporized, which means it's highly condensed and it's much stronger. And now you're inhaling it into your lungs and it's going directly into your bloodstream. So taking a 10-minute shower, studies have shown that the human body can absorb through the skin and through our lungs up to 10 ounces of chlorine. Don't just do it through absorption and through inhaling, which is insane if you think about how much that is into your body. So no, and- filtering all the water, not just the water that you no, drink. No, that's the biggest thing. My clients always say, oh, you know, I've got an ROSIM under my sink. And I go, do you shower in your water every day? And they're like, yeah. I said, right. you're absorbing exactly. 80% of this in through your skin. It's really 13% yeah. goes in through your drinking and your body has the ability to get through it when it goes through your digestive tract, where it doesn't when it goes directly into your bloodstream. So 26 seconds or less, any chemical, and this to women too, anything we put on our skin is in our bloodstream, in our body within 26 seconds or less. And so, you know, women, right. we, we do, you know, Allison can attest, we put so much stuff more than men do on our bodies and it's bad. And that's why you start to oh. see like, you know, all the breast cancer and everything else that's happening because we just load ourselves up with, you know, toxic stuff. Oh, you mean like so my brake clean? Oh yeah. You're, What's that? You're- <laughs> my brake clean every time I'm working on the car and I got brake clean out using that nasty stuff. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's why there's so many medications that are topical that absorb through your skin Absolutely. is because your body is like a sponge. And, you know, uh, guys, it's really our job as people who have experience in this to educate the public because just the facts that you just hit right there, Caroline, and what I was talking about through absorption and inhaling, believe it or not, 90% of the people out to this show have never heard the words that we just spoke. Most po- people, most homeowners, they understand they have to, you have to filter the water. Most people know it's not like, you know, when you were a kid growing up and you stick your head under the hose and you drink the water right out of the garden <laughs> hose. You, know, you would never go into someone's house right now and if they said, hey, do you want a glass of water? You'd run a glass underneath the sink right in the kitchen because you just know you either want it from a filtered source like we think like the refrigerator or, you know, I'll take a bottle of water. Kind of inherently known now not to drink the water that comes out of the faucet like if you were to go and check hotel right now would you put a glass they give you in the in this in the bathroom with a little ice would you run it underneath the kitchen underneath the bathroom sink and drink it hell no no. (laughs) heck no well everybody knows that but very few people know more importantly or just as importantly you have to filter the water that comes in contact with your skin amen and what you breathe hey you know what skip you'll find this interesting too so it's great to hear that there's some good water companies out there because I was testing a homeowner. Check this out. It's an interesting story. So the homeowner had um, health issues and problems, right? So I got called in. And so she wanted to check the water after her filter. She had purchased this $3,500 water filter, which was a scam. Okay. Doctor had recommended it. And she's like, I, I put it on and she's like, I just want to check it. It was an RO with a hydrogen. I think, I believe it was a hydrogen, um, It also made hydrogen water. This is like a big thing now. People think if you drink high hydrogen water, it's healthy. So she's like, I want to test it to make sure my water's good. So I run the water and it comes back with high levels of benzene. And for people, benzene is, benzene's a carcinogen and it's very typical in, you know, gasoline, automotive products. We use it a lot, but bad stuff and you don't want it in your water. 
So I'm like, well, that's weird. So I had to look because she lived in New York City. So there was a garage, you know, underneath. So I go, believe it or not, when you test water all the time, sometimes your water will come up positive for chemicals only because it's airborne. So it actually sample. People think that, you know, you're just pulling a water sample, but air goes into that sample and you can come up with a positive for chemicals, even though it's not in the water. So I had to do what was called a blank sample. So I took a sample of water next to it. You sample at the same time, right? So you're taking a sample of water that doesn't come out of the tap next to it and then one that comes from the tap and you're checking to see if it's in both samples if it's airborne so it wasn't so it wasn't airborne it wasn't coming from the garage I did air samples in our house as well to make sure there was no benzene in the air and it was coming from this filter well lo and behold I tested now I'm like well where's this coming from I go to test all the other water treatment um and the water supplies in the house <laughs> and there's no benzene in any of the other water only where the filter is so I'm like holy oh, hell wow. I'm like, this is coming from the filter. This company put out a filter system that basically was contaminating her water. So I had to go. I had to get the water. Um, the There's a EWA, which is like a, a water advisory board. I had to get them involved. Yep. I had to contact the company. I basically told them that their, you know, that their purifier was excuse my French. And they refused to credit my client back the money. I mean, we had it documented, proven. She had put this $3,500 filter on her credit card and or she was paying. She, actually, she was doing payments. Let me tell you, like there is such junk out there. And if you don't know where your washers and, and the come in, if they're overseas and you don't know where they're coming from, it, you can think you're doing something good and not. So if you know a company, I'm going to recommend it to people because, you know, there's a lot of just bogus companies out there producing water filters. And that's good to know there's somebody good doing it. Yeah. yeah, this is a really high quality product. I'm, I'm so proud to get behind it. And I have it in my home. And I got to tell you, the quality of our water since we started using this is like hands down. It's night and day noticeable. I can feel it on my skin, my hair. You can taste it when you drink the water. And they're just um, they're a great company to work with. You know, the, the product is assembled right here in America and you can get them on the phone, you know, and like you can actually speak to these guys. And they are water experts. Like if you have questions about your water, they will actually put your zip code into uh, a database and they'll yeah. tell you exactly what's in your water, what's, where you or live. what's around it. And, yeah. Like if you have PFAS yes. or if you yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, and what type of filter that they have that is right for your home where you live. And they make a number of different levels of filtration. If you're on a well system or if you're on a municipal system, the systems are different. So uh, I can't highly, you know, I can't recommend enough uh, King Water Filtration. These guys are just experts when it comes to filtering water. And the best part is right now their product is becoming available in Home Depot. So they're rolling out a lot of depots around the country, um, I believe, the beginning of October. So you're going to see them all over in depots. And, of course, you can find them on kingwaterfiltration.com. Uh, just an amazing product. Check it out. You know, do some research on it. And I have a bunch of videos on it, you know, as far as installing it. I've talked about it many, many times. And by far, it's the one that I would recommend. It's the one that I use in my own home. All right, Skip. Hey, we are running out of time. Uh, as always, we have blown the schedule. It's just like when I was over at your <laughs> we house. We can talk uh, forever. <laughs> so, Caroline, real quick, we did a podcast. I did a podcast with those two over at their house when I came, I came in. Nice. I landed, yes. and I'd been up for 24 hours. I think yeah. we went out to sushi, your neighbor's yeah. sushi place, That's and right. then did a podcast in there. I went back and listened to it. I was so rummy. It was <laughs> awesome. I'd been up for like 30 <laughs> hours. Rummy. 
<laughs> Romy, I'd had cocktails. I was a hot mess. It was a blast. That's uh, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that podcast. So, um, those that podcasts was... are, you know, even though we're not recording them anymore, come out hammer and nails. You can pick them up with them on, um, on, on, I- iTunes. on iTunes. On iTunes, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think there's about what, 100, 120 podcasts. something episodes. And we had a lot of fun and we interviewed a lot of different people and, and we had fun doing it. So, thanks for coming on, Eric. It's always a yeah, good time was... talking to you. <laughs> always fun. So, thanks if, for having uh, me today. You have a killer website. Let's give that out here before we go so people can track you down if they want to see some of this stuff. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, skipbedell.com. I got all kinds of cool tip stuff on there. Tons of videos, you know, uh, takeouts from Catch a Contractor, all my segments on Fox and Friends. So you can just kind of put in there whatever it is you're looking to find out about. And uh, more than likely, I either did a segment or made a video on it. So, <laughs> yeah. Check out All right, right Skip and Allie, thanks for coming nice on, guys. Nice meeting you, Skip and Allie. You guys were sweet. <laughs> guys, happy birthday, Caroline. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right, Bye. well, I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.